and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, final hour of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke, and of course, the NFL Draft begins tonight, Wolf. And Cardinals have a new GM. They have a new coach. Uh, They're going to have a lot of new players this upcoming year, too, but specifically the GM, who... I think, in fact, I think you said this already, is probably the most important hire because that's the guy that's putting everything together now going forward. Yeah. We don't really know that much about Monty Austin Fort. Like, you and I talked to him the day he got uh, hired and introduced, but as far as an offseason so far, this is his first offseason. He hasn't gotten to do anything significant just because of where the team is. Right. So I don't think anybody looks at him and is like, well, you know, he, he look at these one-year players he signed. This is the kind of GM he's going to be. We don't really know anything about him yet, and no. we're going to find some stuff out tonight. That is going to be so cool, Luke. It really is, because to your point right now, uh, what's going to happen? If, if Monty Ossenford, this new general manager, suddenly starts focusing so much attention in so many of his picks on the line of scrimmage, whether it's offensively or defensively. What do you think that says? This is pretty much a blank slate for Monty for right now coming in here. Yeah. It's pretty much a blank slate. They went out in free agency. They signed a, a bunch of guys, as you said, to one-year, two-year contracts. But guys who are pros, for the most part, not pro bowlers, but guys that are pros. Not guys where five teams were after them, just guys where they're pros. Not going to get you beat, but you're not probably going to win a ton of games with them either. Just pros. I value that. I value that a ton. You need guys like that to win. Can I be so bold to say that I was that guy for the most part? So I'm not looking down on them or belittling them in any way, shape, or form. You need pros, guys that are glue to go out and play well. You need those guys if you're going to win. Having said all of that, it's a blank slate right now because of all those guys they've signed. This draft, this will be fingerprints of money. Awesome for well, yeah. fingerprints because uh, you know you talk about the pros. Yeah, you need those guys, but you don't typically build a team completely out of them. And that's all he's really been able to do this off season. And and again, I don't look at that and say, oh, that's that's money. Austin for That's the way he wants to do it. He wants to build a five hundred team. I think that's the situation that they're in, and I think that's pretty obvious that that's the situation that they're in. So it's not him. But what he does, even in the first round tonight, is going to tell us something. Yeah. Is he going to trade down, which I think most people expect at this point, and I think a lot of people expected it when he first got the job because you look at where he came from with the Patriots, and this is that's an organization that likes multiple picks, not one pick. If you look at how the Patriots have built their their team when they were great, it wasn't hey they look at what they they hit on all these first round picks. What they Tom Brady would just look this up earlier in the show. He was the 199th pick, right? It was a bunch of picks. It wasn't like a bunch of star players they took in the first round. But what if what if Monty Austinfort just sits there tonight and takes Will Anderson at three? Yeah. That's almost a forgotten possibility as we sit here at one o'clock on draft day. It's still a possibility. 
he just sits there and is like, no, Will Anderson's the best player. And I Without think I a like shadow that. of a doubt. Yeah. It's still a possibility. It's it's one of the powers, so to speak, that's B, when you start thinking of all these mock drafts and so many analysts that are out there giving them credence, so many people look at it and think, oh, you know, there's no way. The Cardinals are going <laughs> to, it's Paris Johnson. That's the guy they're after right now. The Cardinals are going to trade out of that. We have no idea. I, I, it makes me think Will Anderson is even more likely if, in fact, the Houston Texans do not draft him at number two. I think pick number three, I think it could be Will Anderson. I, I'm not saying if Will Anderson is there, I don't see them trading out. I don't. I see him taking Will Anderson. Now, is that contrary to everything that we have heard? Yes, it is. And that's the reason why I believe it. Yeah, I wonder if if this is a possibility, and we'll never know, I guess, if this was exactly the, the scenario. But, like, what if they're going into this draft and they do want Paris Johnson? They want to trade down. They, 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 they want some picks and Paris Johnson because they need help along the offensive line. They want to protect Kyler Murray. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But what if on their big board they have Will Anderson slightly higher and they're just not, they're not getting, you know, that's where it gets tough because what's a bigger deal? The guy, let's say you have Will Anderson one on your board and you have Paris Johnson two, but it's close. You could have Paris Johnson and some picks or you could have Will Anderson. You know what I mean? They may go in saying Paris Johnson fits what we need more, but if they're not getting the trade they want, at a certain point, if you're going to stay at three, don't you take the guy that might be better even if he's not your exact need? Because you do need an edge rusher too. I, I still, I've been going back and forth on this, as you well know, and so much of the time, this time of year, all of the scenarios are out there. They're all on the table, of course, for the Arizona Cardinals, but what makes it so confounding to me is what the Houston Texans are going to do at number two. We've been talking about it for days now, dare I say weeks. It has changed. The Houston Texans are the fulcrum of this first round. They're the ones that will be the tipping point in this draft. They're the ones that will either take Will Anderson or a quarterback. That's what I think. I believe that scenario. Um, I just don't believe that they're going to pass on a quarterback. I just don't believe it, especially with the guys on their roster right now. Yeah, that would be an odd decision by Houston, other than if they feel like they can get one at 12 or they can use that 12th pick to trade up. This is Monty Austinfort. Good uh, luck on that. From last week on how the team's draft philosophy has changed since he joined the Cardinals. I think there's there's certain things that we can we we threw right at our guys and we, we adjusted right away. Um, and I think there's things that are still to come. That You know, I think... We're, we're trying to do this on the run, right? And, and, and there's there's only so many things that you can do. And there's a lot of things that I adjusted to them rather than completely having them take on my philosophies and my processes. So those processes are in the, are going to continue to get changed. Um, but, you know, the adaptability, I mean, JG's talked about adaptability a lot. Like that, It's the same for our staff, same for the scouting staff, same for everybody in football ops. And, and they've done a tremendous job of, of adjusting. And the question was posed to him if everybody agrees on the name of the top top of the list for the Cardinals on their draft board. Luckily, we got another week to uh, to finish that. It wasn't, I would say our list wasn't about who was at the top. It was just a general, like, who do we want on our team? No, that was from last week. It's, yes. not, like, it's not like he doesn't realize what day it is. That was yes. from last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Monty, Monty, can I talk to you for a minute over here? you have four hours yeah. to figure this out. By the way, Mike Florio would like yes. to see you as well. <laughs> 
How could you go to a Kyler statue unveiling? <laughs> now you can't possibly put together a list. See, he told you. <laughs> By the way, I actually found out that it took a total of eight hours. Oh, wow. Eight hours. Eight total hours that, out of this offseason. to happen right there. For them to go and actually see the unveiling of the statue and get back, it took eight hours. Interesting. So when the Cardinals draft Will Anderson tonight, we're all going to wonder if they could have drafted Lawrence Taylor in his prime yes. if they hadn't taken eight hours out of their draft prep. You know, maybe if you went ahead and watched more tape on fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders. <laughs> How many of those eight hours did they have electricity and Wi-Fi where they could still watch tape, too? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Mike, that was, can that I was, talk to you, That was please? an interesting story this week. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, are heading to State Farm Stadium with special guest strokes May 14th. You can win a pair of tickets now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. All right. Should the Cardinals target a defensive or an offensive player in the first round? We're going to ask the voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash, will join us next. Boy, I hope you got him that lunch, because if not, he's going to be bringing that up. That's, uh, that's next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Il Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, joining us, pretty good day to talk to Dave Pash. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is the voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Actually, every day is a good day to talk to Dave I was going to say, Dave always Pash. a good day yeah. to talk to Il Did you ever get him that lunch? No. no? Listen, there's still time. Still time. There's, there's still always time, still of course. Time. All right. Dave, uh, thank you for the time. How's it going? Wolf hasn't been eating lunch lately, if you look at him. I, when I saw him yesterday... I did not recognize him. Uh, I think I might be actually uh, able to take him now. Um, just kind of sizing him up. I mean, he lost enough weight where you know, he's probably a little quicker, but I, I feel like some of that uh, that strength uh, left him. How many, how many pounds do you lose, Wolf? Uh, 25, David. Uh, 25 pounds. Good, brother. But I guarantee you, man, <laughs> you better slide the protective cup in, bro. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're you're that kind of a guy in a fight, huh? Okay, all right. Okay, David, <laughs> David I want to know. I, I will say this, hold on, before you ask the question. Wolf did, like two segments ago, uh, talking about a hypothetical person making a hypothetical statement, say, the guy hasn't even said that, and I want to punch him in the face. So just know what you're walking into if you fight Wolf. <laughs> yes. Now, first of all, uh, I've worked with Wolf lo- long enough to know that, uh, uh, you know, you, you just, you don't poke, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks even would need to be careful you don't you don't poke the bear uh even if your job is to poke bears you leave wolf alone okay david um what about the draft tonight where are you on this what do you think is going to happen what are your feelings on the draft tonight well let me first say like everybody else in america i have no idea but i'll give you my best guess yes i i think the cardinals will wait to see what happens in number two as I told you, Wolf, or at least uh, if you go back and look at the text you didn't respond to a month ago, um, the people that I had talked to were pretty convinced that, first of all, Bryce Young was going to go one, and that, number two, Houston was not in love with C.J. Stroud. Mm. So it makes things very interesting tonight, uh, because if Houston takes Stroud, you know, you've got some great players on the board of three. Um, If they trade out... Uh, of two, and somebody goes up and gets a quarterback, you still have great players that aren't quarterbacks at three. 
Uh, if they take Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, uh, you're probably going to get I think you're going to get a lot of calls either way. You probably get more calls if Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson goes to number two. But I think ultimately the Cardinals will move down. I think they'll wait until they see what happens to number two. And there's going to be some team that's in the top 15 that wants Stroud or Richardson or Levis, uh, assuming, you know, that two or three, two or three of those guys are still there and that the you know, Cardinals are going to get a nice big haul to be able to build for the next two drafts to put a team on the field in 2024 that can compete for the playoffs. Bank on that, man. David, that's what I think is going to happen. Bank on that right there. Talking to uh, to Dave Pash, uh, you know, Dave, if they if they do end up staying at three, or you know, even if it just plays out this way, whether they they trade down and it comes down to Tyree Wilson or whoever, in your mind, do you see edge rusher or offensive lines, and those seem to be the two main positions they've been linked to the most? Do you see one of those as more important than the other right now for them? Well, I think probably offensive line is most important because your greatest asset is your quarterback who you've paid a lot to and is coming off a serious injury and uh, has already accomplished a great deal uh, in the NFL. So you want to protect him. And you look at you know the offensive line uh, of the players that are not retiring and you know, it's slim pickings. Um, so you've got to make sure that you are shoring up that group with uh, – players that you think could be here for a long time. So, yeah, I think the offensive line is a big deal. But, I mean, look, if Will Anderson, to me, if he's on the board at three, that's that's a hard player to walk away from because he can totally transform your defense. I feel the same way about Witherspoon with Illinois. I, I had Alabama in the bowl game. I had Illinois during the season. And their defense, he did for that defense what Sauce Gardner did at Cincinnati and is done for the Jets. Now they have other great players around Sauce Gardner, but it felt like they took another, went to another level with him. And I think Witherspoon could do that for the Cardinals or for, for whomever he signs with. Uh, but I still think the Cardinals are going to, again, just my guesses drop down and take, you know, one of those two offensive tackles. Yeah. David, what do you think um, the biggest positions of need for the Arizona Cardinals? I know that everyone says we don't draft for need. Well, you know what? It's funny the way that so much of the time your draft picks kind of look like you're drafting for need. But what are the positions you think they need the most? Top two. Well, I I think I just said it. I mean, you you build the offensive line, then you build the defensive line, you know, in unison. I mean, you got to win with, uh, you know, those two groups, and that's, you know, how the Eagles did it. That's how really everybody does it, right? You build, uh, although the Cardinals maybe haven't been doing that the last few years. So I I, I feel like they absolutely have to. Those are the two most important things. And then, you know, then you look at the edge. Uh, the perimeter, which, you know, corners and wide receivers would be kind of the next group for me, um, you know, because they don't have corners right now. <laughs> you look at the roster, <laughs> they, they don't have a lot of corners. Uh, and then I think at receiver, it's, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, I think we all agree, is probably not going to be here. So Hollywood Browns, you're one. An, an injury riddled Rondale Moore as your two. You've got Dorch, you've got a few other guys. Um, you know, maybe there's somebody there first or second round that you love at receiver. But I, I, I think the line of scrimmage is where it starts for me. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Dave Pash. Uh, Dave, uh, you, obviously you cover college football in the NFL very closely. I know you mentioned Devon Weatherspoon. Uh, give us another name of a guy that you like, whether it's for the Cardinals or not. But when he comes off the board tonight, we can all think, oh, OK, that was the guy Dave Pash said to look out for. 
I don't know if I got somebody to look out for that's going to be like a you know a huge surprise to me. You know, the three best players. Like if you said, hey, give me the three best football players: Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Bijan Robinson. I think Bijan Robinson, wherever he goes. You know, he's very similar to Saquon Barkley and probably a better receiver. So you're talking about a ridiculous talent who's a great person who can transform your locker room. And I, I feel the same way about Will Anderson and Bryce Young. You know, I, I, I never thought that it was, you know, I, I think it's Bryce Young significantly better than the other quarterbacks. I'm not, you know, Anthony Richardson, I don't know how all of a sudden you can transform your accuracy when you're not accurate. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a guy that I, I think if you just watch the games in December, January, you fall in love with. But the problem is, you know, go watch the Northwestern game on the road um, in bad weather and you scratch your head a little bit. Um, Will Levis uh, did his bowl game two years ago. Like I did just a lot of question marks there with accuracy. Um, uh, you know, he looks great, but, you know, is he going to play great every single week? To me, Bryce Young is that guy that he's going to, he's, even though he's slight and short, um, he, he, he by far is the best passer. Just uh, I, I just think guys that, you know, sometimes we overthink this stuff. <laughs> and the guys that are the best players are those three guys, in yeah. my mind, uh, you know, depending on where Robinson goes. I think it's going to be really interesting to see who takes him. No, yeah, I'm with you on that one, David. Uh, okay, talk to me about DeAndre Hopkins and whether or not you think D-Hop is going to be traded before the draft tonight. I don't know if he's going to be before the draft, during the draft, after the draft, three months from now. I, I just have a pretty good feeling that – he won't be here this fall, and you know, like here, you know, he's had a decorated career, and he had some good moments for the Cardinals. But you know, there were a lot of injuries that he dealt with, and you know, there's you know, I think some other things that you know you got to question a little bit with his willingness and, and desire really to be here and to play on a team that's you know resetting. Uh, I think he wants to be on a team that's Super Bowl ready. Um, I think that's where you're going to get his best effort. And so I think that's where they'll look to move him. Yeah. Dave. Dave, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you for the insights. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. All right, guys. All right. Thank Take you, David. Thanks a lot. That's Dave Pass joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Interesting what he said about B. John Robinson, too. But yes. uh, we can get back into that in a moment, I believe. Arizona Breaking Sports. News. Breaking news. Alrighty, guys. So, according to multiple reports, first I'll start with Ian Rappaport. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have agreed to terms. He has his deal. Oh. And then Mike Garofolo tweeted, the Ravens are expected to announce their contract extension with Lamar Jackson shortly. It's done. Mm. Wow. Okay. Hey, the pressure uh, points of the NFL draft. Lamar Jackson has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. What is your first reaction to that? That's Luke? my first reaction. Is if, if the Colts are the team that wasn't returning the Cardinals' calls, <laughs> might want to get on the phone now. This is a good thing. This is a good thing for the Arizona Cardinals sitting there at number three. It is. Teams can't use it as leverage now. Even if they weren't interested in Lamar, let's just use the Colts. Even if the Colts weren't interested in Lamar, they could have been like, well, we're not going to give you that. We'll just go out and get Lamar. Right. Wait, Lamar who? Because Lamar Jackson just resigned with the Ravens. Yeah, what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. So oh, all of a goodness, sudden. That's a big deal right there. C.J. Stroud looks a little bit better now, doesn't the he? The domino, a domino has fallen. 
Will there be any more? Well, definitely just push the value of uh, of quarterbacks up in this draft, if anything. Maybe it didn't push it up a ton for every team, but it pushed it up a little bit. Um, what was Lamar, what did he say to the Ravens, get me Odell and DeAndre Hopkins? And they couldn't get them both, obviously. Yeah. They got him Odell. I don't think that means Hopkins going to the Ravens, but Hopkins is now the next domino, right? We've seen Aaron Rodgers and Lamar this week. Yes. I'm not shocked that Lamar Jackson has signed with the Ravens. No, you actually said that's what was going to happen. Yeah, I I did. I believe that was going to happen, that it was always the best odds that he was going to go back and play for the Baltimore Ravens, but I will say base earnings, my goodness, what team would not give up two first-round picks to go ahead and sign Lamar Jackson? If the Cardinals, if the Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray, I would have been losing my mind of why you weren't going after Lamar Jackson. Man, I. But again, there's there's a a lot of questions that go into Lamar Jackson and a Lamar Jackson team. That's one of the reasons why he's not somewhere else because there wasn't really this fevered market for Lamar Jackson to go out there and sign him and give up two first-round picks. When people burn two first-round picks in a heartbeat, when you look at some of their drafts. Yes, absolutely. Uh, by the way, the Colts, you know, because I know they feel like they're sad at quarterback, apparently. Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger. <laughs> All right, feel free to just go into the season with that. That's okay. You're going to sit there. And by the way, you're going to stay at number four. Is that what you're going to see? Yeah, I'm coming all the whatever way Whatever quarterback falls to us, we like, right? Wasn't I'm, that the sentiment? That's the what it is, Luke. That it was lands. the luck of the draw. <laughs> we'll take it. What were we supposed to do? We'll build our team around whatever quarterback the rest of the league um, tells us we can build. We'll around. take Will Levis and you'll like it. <laughs> text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. We come back. Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon spoke at voluntary minicamp yesterday. You'll hear what he had to say as they head towards the draft. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. direct people uh, one final time here. you got a few hours before the uh, the draft starts up tonight to the uh, Arizona Sports Mock Draft Tracker. It's up on ArizonaSports.com. Right now, Wolf, here, I've got the um, I've got the names of the four players mocked most to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Wow. That one doesn't seem right. Okay, well, here's the four. Tyree Wilson. Tyree. Has been mocked to the Cardinals nine times. Okay. The third player is not a player. Trading down has been mocked to the Cardinals 26 times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jalen Carter still being mocked to the Cardinals 27 times. That is one thing I don't see happening. Yeah. Maybe. And then Will Anderson 65 times. 65 times right there. Will Anderson. Um, You know what's so weird about it? I have to know what's going on at number two. I have to know what's going on at number two. You and the rest of the NFL. I I, I do. And and that's why it's going to be so fascinating. We were just talking to Dave Pash, of course. He'll bottle, ladies and gentlemen, as I gag on myself. But can I just tell you right now that you can't. You can't really determine what the Cardinals are going to do until you know what's happened at number two. And that means one thing and one thing only. That means they're going to have to be on the clock. 
they're going to have to wait to see what the Texans do at number two before they actually get any clarity as to what they're going to do. Does that make sense? Very interesting. Uh, There's also this that's very interesting, courtesy of Charles Robinson, NFL reporter for Yahoo. Okay, Lamar Jackson's deal, it sounds like it's done. We don't know the terms yet. We know it's five years. Huge. Okay, Five years. Um, And that's not what he said. (laughs) That was great, Luke. (laughs) I'm looking at you. I'm reading your face. Okay. Well, because this is what Charles Robinson said, and you and I briefly touched on this going to break. Robinson says the structure of Lamar Jackson's deal with the Ravens should open up a shot at facilitating a trade for Cardinals wideout DeAndre Hopkins. What? That's what it says. That's what it says? That's what it says. That's what I'm looking at right okay, now. Okay, wait a minute. Should? Read that again to me. Say that again. Structure of Lamar Jackson's deal with the Ravens should open up a shot at facilitating a trade for Cardinals wideout DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? See how it's happening right now? This is the way that it goes. This could be falling perfectly. Are you telling me that the signing of Lamar Jackson could benefit the Cardinals not once, but twice in two big areas? Where suddenly DeAndre Hopkins, they might be able to actually work out a trade with the Baltimore Ravens to ship him to, to Baltimore to play with Lamar Jackson and... Now a team can't point to, well, what do you think? We might just go sign Lamar Jackson like the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Oh, look what's happening right now. Chris Ballard I'd walking around with your nose in the air. You're like, hey, do you know uh, Lamar just signed with Baltimore? How's uh, Nick Foles as your potential <laughs> Yeah, remember when you told us that, hey, we might just sign Lamar Jackson. Hey, how's uh, playing with the Wildcat formation all year sound to you since you don't have a quarterback? Chris Ballard is not walking around with his nose in the air anymore, ladies and gentlemen, because he understands you're going to have to pay through the nose. (laughs) Well, this this news, though, from Charles Robinson is real interesting because... And I said this going to break before I'd seen this tweet. Remember, there was there was the story out a couple weeks ago where Lamar was like, hey, get me Odell and, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And then, I'll, then we can talk, right? Yes. To Baltimore. I mean, <gasps> whatever it what came if, out, I really didn't buy it. I didn't, I didn't buy either, it. Just financially, I didn't feel like there was a way they could fit it under the cap, nor did anybody else. But apparently, I mean, if I'm reading this tweet right, they already have Odell. It almost sounds like. The way this deal was structured, they did it in such a way where they could go get DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Because the exact tweet says, structure of Lamar Jackson's deal with the Ravens should open up a shot at facilitating a trade for DeAndre Hopkins. So, okay, so maybe, based on even stop and think about that, how could that possibly happen? That makes me think he's going to Baltimore if Lamar structured his deal a certain oh, way to get him. Yes. Yes. You're right about that. But think about it. Okay, what was Lamar going for? He was going for, what, $250 million or something like that? It was $230 million a lot of to $250 money. Million, yeah. a lot of gu- all guaranteed, as a matter of fact. That's a lot. What if all of a sudden they kicked that thing back? What if he said, you know what, hey, you guarantee me not $200 million or $230 million. How about $190 million? How about $180 million? And then you use that extra money to go get D-Hop. Is that possible? Could you see Lamar Jackson doing that? Yeah, I could. I could. I could. And remember, Lamar's the one negotiating the deal. It's not, it's not right. an agent being like, exactly well, Lamar, right. we don't do that. And yes. Lamar's like, uh, I'm the agent, and right. I want DeAndre Hopkins. I could see this happening. This is, this is totally legit, Luke. 
So here's the one other thing I want to say, and I think this is just speculation, but Jonathan Jones, who is the lead NFL insider for NFL on CBS, he's the correspondent for Real Sports on HBO, he did just tweet, a Lamar Jackson extension followed by a DeAndre Hopkins trade should mean number 22 is up for sale tonight. But that must be speculation, right? Yeah, he's saying, yeah, okay. Yeah. He's saying should. Okay. I'm not expecting number 22 for DeAndre Hopkins. If they want to do that, where do I sign up? Yeah. I've yeah. got these three pens I jammed in my ear before when you were playing We Built the City. I could use one of them <laughs> to sign the, the deal right now. Yeah, I, I don't see that. No, but but I will can say this. Can you imagine, if, Monty, if that's the case <laughs> right now, can I tear, Can I drive? You know, just give me the baton. I'll lead the parade. This is going to be a roller coaster just tonight. Put, just put this it down. Be awesome. Put the top down, and they let's go convertible. I love a parade. You sit in the back, Monty, and I'll drive you through town, the center of town. This is going to be Wolf on the Great Lawn tonight. Can you imagine this sleep deprivation has no hold on me? Are you kidding me? Monty, you sit in the back, we'll put the convertible down, and you wave to everybody as I drive you through the center of town right down central. <laughs> As I hit the post? Okay. I will say this. Can you imagine if that were to happen, though? Oh, my goodness. If somehow Lamar Jackson structured his deal in a way where they could get DeAndre Hopkins, they better get DeAndre Hopkins then, right? Thank you, Russ. If, if, they were, if, if Lamar's like, yeah, I'll take less guaranteed money. If, if. That's a lot of ifs. But, it is. But I'm also going off of a fairly reputable tweet here that says the structure of the contract is is opening the door. Can for I ask you something right now, Luke? And yes. Please don't, don't, don't I mean, answer it. Just look at me right now. Okay. And don't even bat an eye okay. on this. All when right. you say fairly reputable, define that. <laughs> it's on the internet. <laughs> How hard is it without blue check marks? It's, it's weird now because like a check mark, well, he's got 121,000 followers Who and he works for Yahoo. About? Charles Robinson. Okay. Because yeah. I found another one. This guy has 49,000 followers. <laughs> Apparently, he's the CEO of, let me see, the Colts? Snapback Sports. Uh, okay. He's like, he does have a blue check mark, but maybe because he plays for Twitter Blue. But yeah, blue check mark um, now is bad. But he, I don't even know if I want to say this, but I mean, we're in a, the business of speculation, so I'm going to. He said, here we go. Lamar Jackson signs long-term extension. DeAndre Hopkins and pick 34 in exchange for Ravens pick number 22. This is what I've gathered from my sources to be announced tonight if all things go as planned. I don't know who his sources are, but that, that makes some sense. Oh, my goodness. Makes some sense. Yeah. We'll get back into this when we come back. I want to go to break. Well, I don't want to go to break. I want to keep talking about this. I know we're going to during the break, but I have to go to break. Oh, that'd be huge. <laughs> okay, go to break. <laughs> People can't see Wolf right now. If you could, you'd be racing oh, out to the draft goodness. party tonight. All right, uh, we'll come back. Final thoughts on how the Lamar stuff impacts the draft. And, uh, oh, yeah, the draft starting in like three and a half hours. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right. Things are happening quickly. Are they? Really? So this is what has happened since just since we talked to Dave Pash like 20 minutes ago. Okay. Um, Lamar Jackson's got a deal done with the Ravens. 
sounds like it's five years. Okay, five years, deal done. Now, we don't know the specifics of his deal yet. I'm so glad for Lamar, honestly. I, I see him as a raven. I know they, they love him, John Harbaugh. I know he loves Lamar Jackson. I'm so happy this is the case. Yeah, but that's, and I, I don't doubt what you're saying because you've been saying a version of that for a while, but yeah. you're, that's not why you're fired up right now. You're fired well, up because of the ramifications of yeah, this. Yeah, what are the possibilities? What are they, Luke? So the initial instant thought was, okay, well, now the Colts or any other team that wants to trade up can't use it as leverage of, hey, you know, we might just go get Lamar. If, yeah. you, know, if you don't want to make the trade with us Cardinals on our terms, we'll just go get Lamar. Well, you yeah. can't go get Lamar now. You can't go do it. <laughs> That's pretty funny, Chris Ballard. And you can't go get Aaron Rodgers either if you were going to try in some long shot garbage like that. And he was always going to the Jets and he's on the Jets. You, there's no leverage now for other teams. See what's happening right there? The, the pressure point of the NFL draft is starting to topple dominoes and they are starting to align for the Arizona Cardinals, I think. So there's that angle to this. But then there's also the angle of the dominoes, as you just brought up. The, the big names, the dominoes to fall around the NFL that aren't like players getting drafted were Aaron Rodgers, that's done. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, that just got done. Done. Uh, and then there's this tweet from Charles Robinson, covers the NFL for Yahoo. The structure of Lamar Jackson's deal with the Ravens should open up a shot at facilitating a trade for Cardinals wideout DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> What? Okay. Charles, what do you say? Charles, can we get Charles on right now? Do we, yeah, I'm sure he's not busy. Need, Charles, do you... Wow, what do you mean by that? Charles? <laughs> There's also this, and, and this is not... Look, Charles works for Yahoo, covers the NFL. Yes. Okay? Aaron had the, the tweet that she found before, more of just a speculation thing, but just something to think about, okay? Yeah, okay. Because, because there was the conversation a while back of Lamar going to the Ravens and saying... Get me Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, and we'll talk. They went out and they got him Odell Beckham. They now have signed a deal with him. It sounds like, based on that Charles Robinson tweet, part of the structure of the deal is in place that allows them to go get DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm assuming if Lamar gave up any sort of guaranteed money or anything to get DeAndre Hopkins, right. he expects that you're now going to go get DeAndre Hopkins. Right. That wasn't like, or if you can't get him, just go ahead and keep that money for exactly. yourself. Exactly. No, right. That makes sense. So, And he was adamant about all of it being guaranteed. By the way, if he if, if Baltimore has Lamar, Odell, and DeAndre Hopkins, if that really is how this plays out. Um, so Aaron had the tweet before that she found that somebody speculating, hey, Hey, how about, okay, Lamar, maybe uh, maybe DeAndre Hopkins and, and pick number 34 for pick number 22 of the Ravens. Here's another one from Charles Robinson after that tweet I just read you. He said, more on Hopkins and the Ravens keep close tabs on the Bills' first-round pick tonight at number 27 overall. If they're out on a Hopkins pursuit, watch for a receiver pick. Wow, okay, there you go. Good. Well, you know what? Hey, listen. <laughs> we got 22. I'm sorry about that, Brandon Bean. You'll have to sit there at 27 and get yourself a young rookie who is unproven. For all you know, might be a massive bust. Unlike D Hop, yeah, D Hop's only going to the Hall of Fame. But yeah, feel free to yeah. So Mel, come on and tell us, please. What is the deal worth? You've got particulars for yes. Lamar Jackson. So it's a five-year deal for two hundred sixty million. Okay. So the new highest-paid quarterback, and the total guaranteed portion on Lamar Jackson's deal is one eighty-five. One eighty-five. There it is, right there. One eighty-five. Well, it's not 230 or 250 that you are looking to be guaranteed fully. It's 185. That's a big concession from where Lamar Jackson was. 
And all I can think of is that tweet. All, all I can think of is that tweet right there that you just read. Well, again, if, if you've been struggling to get Lamar signed and you signed him, and in, on any level, if he structured his deal to, okay, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to take less guaranteed money. Go get me DeAndre Hopkins. You better go get him DeAndre Hopkins yes. if you're the Ravens because he just gave you money or, you know, fictional money kind of, but guaranteed money. Yes. He gave you something in the deal to go get DeAndre Hopkins if that's the way this has played out. Wow. And and how about just, just the idea, this is not reporting anything, but the idea that was floated out there before the uh, the break, if you're the Cardinals, would you do 34 in DeAndre Hopkins for pick number 22? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. This is, I knew your answer. Um, I just that. I know. This is great. Are you telling me if, if there's any way? Can you imagine that? The Arizona Cardinals have to give up their second-round pick, pick number 34. It's a good second-round pick. Uh, it is a good second-round pick right there, but it's not as good as number 22, a first-round pick. If you're telling me that's what they'd have to give up, um, <laughs> sold. Well, you're moving up 12 spots, but they're 12 big spots because they're towards the top of the draft. Exactly. 34 to 22 is a lot different than 175 to 163 or something in the draft. Man, is it possible that you could then even trade out of number three as well? (laughs) I mean, who knows what else you could collect? Well, does that make it more likely? If Let's say you had the, the third and 22nd pick tonight. Does that make it any more likely if I'm Monty Austin for it and Will Anderson's there? I might be like, yeah, I'll just take Will Anderson. I got another pick in 19 picks. Yeah, I, I, I don't have to it address every need it, here it at does. number three. That's why. Yeah, you're exactly right on that. That's why anybody who calls you on it, <laughs> you just kind of laugh, Luke. You just kind of laugh. I, I, I know you'd love to be here at number three, but uh, you this know, is you're where not, we are now. You're not offering us enough. Remember, everyone was talking about how, you know, the Cardinals are desperate to trade out of the three spots. Yeah, it was the Adam Schefter cut we played yesterday. If, in fact, they could pull this deal off. Offer them anything and they'll take it. Yeah, Yeah. That's what that cut sounded like yesterday. Right now, the Cardinals are begging teams to give them something for the number three pick overall. Not now. Not now. If this is true, if this is true, this is well. Either way, the Lamar part's trend. true. What I love about it is again, it takes the Colts and Chris Bar- Ballard. It takes the Colts and their their leverage in this situation and throws it right out the window in almost a laughable way. <laughs> if you need a quarterback, you have no leverage anymore. You have none. Now let me throw this at you: If the Cardinals. Got the 22nd pick in tonight's draft. Have you accounted for the fact that that means you'll be working later tonight? No. <laughs> Can I? Somebody pass the black coffee, please. You have a I, bit. Honestly, I, I'm exhausted right now. This is going to be fun. You might want to tune in, Basin audience. This could be really, really crazy. Are we going to end up, is it going to be me and you on the air again at like 8 o'clock tonight? It's going to be some serious. <laughs> Oh, sleep deprivation's a beautiful thing, isn't it? All right. Well, this is what we know. We know Lamar's staying with the Ravens on a five-year deal worth $260 million, 185 guaranteed. And we know Lamar wanted DeAndre Hopkins. I'm so unsettled. I feel unsettled right now. Do we have any resolution whatsoever on D-Hop? No, but we will soon. All right. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Chevy Shoemaker behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength.